What's up, Toilet Ducks? Today we are continuing the Summer Smorgasbord series with delusional YouTubers. Bad acting, stupid beliefs, horrible music, and much, much more. So let's plug our noses and cannonball into the deep end of this pool of cringe. Welcome, listener. This is The Internet is a Toilet. Quick programming note, no new episode next week. I'm on vacation and I'm going to enjoy it. And that's that. I am joined today by YouTuber Aaron Mann, and he's here to teach us how to create a successful YouTube channel. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. Thank you so much. I guess my first question for you is, how do you have the discipline to keep posting and, and not judge yourself? How do I have the discipline to keep posting and not judging myself? One of the videos I watched early on in my YouTube journey was this guy talking about how to grow a successful YouTube channel. And his very first point was get to 100 videos before you even consider judging yourself. Okay, well, well, that's someone else's advice. What kind of advice do you have for anybody that wants to become a YouTuber? So, my advice to you guys is, if you're wanting to be a YouTuber, get to the 100 video mark before you start judging your work. Oh, well, thank you for literally just regurgitating bullshit that some wannabe Tony Robbins told you in a video. You are truly a hack, and it's funny to me that you have a video about how to be a successful YouTuber. Thank you so much for your time. I say that because you've been on YouTube for well over 10 years and you have less than 300 subscribers. Some of your seven year old videos have 40 views. Just stop pretending you're something that you're not. Speaking of playing pretend, Aaron is also an actor and holy shit is he amazing. Lee terrible at it. Let me set the scene. Here he is irate at his parents. You know what? You two just want to save your lily white asses and just point the finger at me. Now that's a load of crud. No, 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 no. That's exactly what's going to happen. There's a difference between angry and just getting louder. Why didn't anybody in his improv acting class tell him that? Amy, where are you? And where the hell is my car? This is the last time you touched my shit. It's so believable. Can't you just... Feel the frustration? Amy, where are you? Hey you, are you ready for a very confusing fight between Aaron and his pretend movie actress wife? Oh, d did you want these spit droplets back or are they for my arm to keep? Oh, I'm sorry, I was trying to shoo away a fly. Oh wait, it's just a liver spot, never mind. <laughs> you know, I was really hoping that it was cancer because then at least I'd have a way out. Oh, a way out. Alright, so if you, uh... Die, can I have all your nothing? If I die? Honey, I've been dead since I do. Well, the moment you say I don't, I'm out that door. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And what if I said, to hell with it, go? What if you did? <laughs> it's a wonder that with an acting reel like this, we don't see more of Aaron on TV and in movies. He'd be perfect for one of those commercials about medication to keep you from having to take a shit so your band could finally play that outdoor concert. But yeah, he's not. So let's let's wrap this up. One more clip from Mr. Man. You mean this whole time you, you you thought I was wealthy and that's why you've been so kind to me? Well, you are wealthy. You haven't changed a bit. Now, Stan. You, you haven't matured. You, you're still the same 
selfish gold digger you always were. I'm poor, do you understand? Destitute. I, I have to shoplift for food. Sometimes I even have to beg for money. Wow. So 10 million. Zero. I'm poor. Hey, Aaron, now that you have over 100 YouTube videos, let's judge you. What would you say the quality of your acting is? Poor. I agree, but moving on. Up next is literal former professional MMA fighter and college football player, Dan Quinn. Dan is fucking crazy. He's got quite a rap sheet of drug and domestic abuse charges, but that's relatively calm in comparison to why he's on the show. This goes out to all type two diabetics. The more stevia that you get into your body, easiest delivery system is making water very sweet, turn it into lemonade, iced tea, limeade, coffee, whatever, drink it all day, and your type two diabetes will vanish. I brought another clip of this guy to the Patreon bonus episodes a couple of months ago. I didn't know he was a former professional athlete then, but <laughs> you know Stevia? That sweetener? Well, drink a shit ton of it and it'll heal you from cancer and diabetes and it's, it's great for your health. Just listen to the wonders that it's working on Dan. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Live. It seems like I got two people watching. Or maybe that's four. Um. He can't tell the difference between the number two and the number four. More stevia, please. Curing stage four cancer victims. Using stevia to make pure H2O. Using stevia to make pure H2O. Water is pure H2O. When you add something to something, it's not pure anymore. So, adding stevia to make pure H2O makes no sense. But what does make sense is this investment opportunity. What would you say if I told you that I could turn $5,000 of your money into $5 million? An investment in Dan Quinn, get him a car. You could lease a car for 5,000 bucks. I could get insurance and you're cut in for five, ten million dollars when this hits, just for making it happen. Just get Dan Quinn a car. He can cure cancer and there you go. That's simple. But wait, there's still more to Dan. Let's learn how to play the violin. The violin can be played over the weekend on a date, pressure, just above the pubic bone, below the belly button, on the stomach wall pressing down against the two fingers that are in and up inside her vagina will send her to better than an orgasm a minute uh, as long as it's played. Um, you can play it for over an hour. Take her to triple digit orgasms. I have. Triple digit orgasms in one hour. That sounds painful. Oh, Dan Quinn. He hasn't uploaded anything in two years, so I hope somebody got him that car and that he's on his way to enlightening the entire world with not only the fountain of youth, Stevia, but with his fountain of orgasm. Next up, we have fast food pit stops with some cringy, cringy shit. The food review concept has been beaten to death, but this guy truly earned his spot in this episode. And these are the Cantina Crispy, these are the brand new ones, right? Yes. The Cantina Crispy Melts. Well, the taco, we have taco milk. 
It's the new white taco shell or something, I think. So yeah. it's. I just wanted to make sure that's what. But it's not the regular tacos. I think it's the regular tacos. It's. It says okay. Huh. All right. On the on the app, it says it's a white taco because shell. We and don't even have the taco shells yet. The truck will come tomorrow in the morning. Okay. I'll, see, that's how they do. They do app stuff, and then they don't send you. The yeah, stuff. they didn't even send you the stuff for it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll still pull around, but I wanted to. I'm a food reviewer on YouTube, so okay. I was here to review. Really, okay. I really needed the, the thing, but okay. you guys don't have it at well, all. Just... Fuck this guy a thousand times over. He's busting this woman's balls who sweats her ass off all day for fucking minimum wage because he's a food reviewer. What a tool. He has a not too shabby 44,000 subscribers, but most of his videos have four, five, six thousand views. So about 40,000 of his subscribers are not watching his shit. I usually don't have to pull the I'm a YouTube food reviewer card, but in this case, it seemed like it was gonna be the only way I was gonna be able to salvage the deal. She seemed to say that they only have the regular taco shells, which is definitely not the Cantina crispy melt taco. This grown ass adult is bitching about a $2 fast food item. I'll say it again. What a tool. Oh. Again, drop toppings right into my beautiful leather Cadillac Escalade seats, but that is okay. I do it for you guys. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and share button. He's really earning the title of toilet tool today. Also important to note that he hasn't posted anything in like three months. I hope he's okay. And by okay, I simply mean alive. I do. I don't wish ill on him. I just wish he wouldn't take himself so fucking seriously. Check this out. He's a YouTube food reviewer, and at the end of his video, he said, Thank you guys so much. Thank you to all of my Patreons, of course. Yes, I was surprised when I heard he had a Patreon. But how many people pay money to this turd every month? The answer just may surprise you. Or will it? Two. Today's mini-segment is the second week in a row that I get to talk about one of my favorite living things ever. Bob! Remember Bob from last episode? The guy who told me about the woman in the robe in the house that wasn't there anymore? The guy who sings, red, white, and blue, we're fighting for you. Well, there is more to Bob. Much more. And in today's mini-segment, I'm going to have Bob tell you another classic Bob story, and then we're going to listen to another one of Bob's songs. First, the tale of Bob, the Rubber Duckies, and the DEM. You know, the Department of Environmental Management? So Adam, my daughter needed a bunch of yellow rubber duckies for a school project. And sometimes, to make extra money, I used to go rake fishing down at the shore of the ocean. So one day, I was rake fishing, and some guy at the DEM pulled up and said, Hey, this is a town beach. There's no fishing here. I told him there was nobody swimming, and I only needed to catch a little more, and I won't be long. He got real, real angry and left. He showed up again, but this time he brought the entire DEM with him, and they raped me. <sighs> True story. Well... I don't know if the story is true, but he really told me that. I wasn't sure how to react because I wasn't sure what he meant. Bob was always kind of literal, not very metaphorical with his words, but 
I don't know. And that's what makes Bob awesome and unique. There was another story where someone held him up at gunpoint in an alley. They put his face to the wall, cocked the gun, and told him not to move. He said he stayed there for a day, and when he turned around, they were gone. (laughs) I love Bob, his stories, and his music. This next song is called Can't Live Without You. It's a love song, and it's sung by Bob and his daughter. It's the studio recording, but the video to the song is Bob performing it live in Cebu, Philippines. For real! Bob had a mail-order bride from the Philippines, but she lived there. He would send her money and occasionally go there to visit, but she always lived there and never came over here. (laughs) I've never heard of anything like it, but that's Bob. Okay, I give you Can't Live Without You. It starts off with a very overmodulated hook. I'm in love, we are too. <laughs> Bob is a true genius, and it's a shame that he only has two 16 year old uploads. When you say I love you, baby, you tell me more. Is it true because I can't live without you? Live without you. When I say I love you, I mean it, yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Okay, I'll stop interrupting so much, but rhyming leave me with believe me is some Shakespeare shit. I've never loved anyone like I love you. I do. I've been around the world, so have you. I found you. I'll always be with you, wherever you go. My love. I love you when you're saying I love you. I love you when you're saying I love you. Our last segment of the day is a double threat. It's a public access talk show called Topic Time with Blake Harrison Young, a delusional talk show host, with guest stars Rags to Stitches, a delusional musical group. Check out this very specific first question from our delusional host. Where did you grow up? How did, how did you get into music? How old were you when you started? And then we'll take it from there. Thanks for coming on the show. First question. Tell me everything about yourself. So when I was, when I was younger, uh, when it really came down to music, I mean, I had a, a drum set sitting in my basement when I was like five. I used to go around okay. doing it. Did you, did you grow uh, up in New Hampshire? Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Manchester my whole life. Got it. Okay. Um, however, one day it like, disappeared and I didn't really wasn't... Didn't know why. What the fuck is up with everything just disappearing? And this guy tells the best stories ever, but he has no dynamics. Where the shit is actor Aaron Mann to show us how to express emotion? <clears throat> to show us how to express loud. So like, so I was thinking about it. Um, I, uh, might me and my buddy were, we were, he was playing guitar, he was he had some funny songs and such and I was beating on my chest and he was like, Hey, he was like, You should um you should totally pick up drums and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> cool story. Another cool story is about one of their four previous lead guitarists, 
Uncle Frank? We've gone through like four lead guitars and um, it, it hasn't worked out quite yet. Um, actually, the last guitarist we had, he'd been playing for like 35 years. Wow. And, and after like... He must have been older than you guys. You, neither of you look 35. Yeah, he was, uh, his name was Uncle Frank. Okay, and, uh, yeah. I get it. And uh, so then, but after like two songs playing with me, he's like, he's like, I actually think it'd be a lot better if you stopped playing that. How long after Uncle Frank told this guy to stop playing guitar, did he just quit the band? I'm hoping the next song. You need to see these guys too. Face tattoos, douchey hats, the singer has the word sicko tattooed where his eyebrow used to be. <laughs> and the drummer, holy shit, the drummer even has a drum key hanging from a chain around his neck. Holy shit. They look like what a cartoonist that knows nothing about rock and roll would come up for a couple of rad bad rockers. And these rad bad rockers? Well, they're the real deal. No cover songs for these guys. All, yeah. all originals, no covers. Right. Um, no covers. Yeah, because okay. um, like sometimes I like taking like an old song and then like making it fast or something. Taking an old song and making it fast or something, that's called a cover song. And speaking of song, let's hear some rags with a Z. Two stitches also with a Z. The name of that song is Erectile Dysfunction, and the hook was, I couldn't get up when it was time to get down. <laughs> wow. Also, these dudes were just bragging about how long they've been playing music. That drummer couldn't even keep a basic polka beat going without fucking up the bass drum. And listen. I might not be shitting on these guys if they hadn't just spent the entire interview talking about how awesome they are. And then giving us shit like this. Wow. I used to teach children music. For real. I've heard plenty of 12-year-olds that are better at guitar and drums than rags to stitches. Both with Z's. So they played two absolute butt-sucking shit heaps that they call songs, and then they continued their riveting interview with Blake Harrison Young. So how long do you guys spend a week writing these songs? I mean, you must be must do a lot of... Well, because my part's the easy part. The whole song takes me about four to ten minutes to write. Four to ten minutes to write? Holy shit, it shows. And probably closer to four. I don't know, I almost feel like it's like not me writing it. I you understand. Know, I just feel like a vessel where yeah. it just comes out of me. Yep, and, yep. Um, you know, and then the tricky part is bringing it to the band and then we all do our stuff. I was going to say, it's, yeah. it's like, dude, for me it's like rock band. Like he just brings a new song every week. I'm like, okay, let's do yeah. it. So if I'm picking up what you're putting down... After the singer gets possessed by a songwriting entity, he brings it to practice and the other delusional musician plays a polka beat behind it and BAM! You've got erectile dysfunction. The song. And if you thought these two hacks know nothing about music, listen to Blake explain to them the intricacies of what they just did. 
Now I realize how how important every one of those pieces were that you assembled because they, they really are. You got to have the exact right sound with the drums, the cymbals, and everything. And, and you know, it's it, 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 it never really occurs to me until you see something like this how important the setup is to you know to your music. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. We're coming out with a with an album soon. Well, okay, I was gonna. I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna say if you, I was gonna ask if you had anything on the horizon. <laughs> He's the worst. We have an album coming out. Oh, you do. I was gonna ask if you have something coming out. No need to. They just told you that. And then we recently just uh, took second place at the Coast to Coast Live contest. Sweet. So, um, where, where was that held? That was in Brooklyn, New York. Wow. And, awesome. Um, yeah, so we took second place there, so now we're going to the finals in Miami. That sounds kind of impressive, right? No. Coast to Coast Live is a scam. There are little divisions in every major city, and they set up shows where you got to sell $20 tickets. They put 10 to 15 acts on the lineup. Everybody gets 10 to 15 minutes, and the people who sell the most tickets end up with the most points. So, did Rags, with a Z, to Stitches, also with a Z, come in second place? Probably. Will they be allowed to perform in Miami this November? Probably if they fly there and sell more tickets. I bet you they're going to try to, and holy shit, I hope they live stream the whole event. So I guess I'll be keeping my eye on these turds. A couple of more fun facts about Coast to Coast Live. One of the more exciting things for the blindly ignorant musicians who fall for it is that there are real industry professionals on the judges panel. Cool, right? Well, I've got my Spotify open, so let's take a quick look at some of these quote industry professionals, unquote. How about rapper Looney Tunes, L-U-N-E-Y-T-U-N-E-Z. 44 monthly listeners. That's an entire 39 more monthly listeners than Rags to Stitches 5 monthly listeners. <laughs> now you have my attention. Who else? Ooh, composer Earl Johnson. He's got 20 monthly listeners. <laughs> and I bet this guy's gonna fucking love rags to stitches with a Z. Needles with a Z. 11 monthly listeners. Holy shit, it's a glorified battle of the bands, pay-to-play, bullshit scam, and they've been ripping off hard-working musicians. As well as hacks like rags to stitches. This episode was called Delusional U-Tarbers. No, it's not. This episode is called Delusional YouTubers. And you may be surprised to find out I got all of this on YouTube, therefore proving that the internet is a toilet. Make sure to check out the newly revised website, toilet.show, for links to socials, merch, ways to support the show, and more. Please rate and review wherever you do such podcast things and get in touch. Tell me about some shitty shit on the internet you know about that I may not. But. Until then. Bye, have a great time. Well, I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. Well, I couldn't get up. When it was time to get down, 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 down. No. Well, I couldn't get up.
I'm sorry, I was trying to shoo away a fly. Oh wait, it's just a liver spot. Never mind. <laughs>